Wild people, what is up? Welcome to another episode of Rewild My Bio. My guest today is the wild and wonderful Dr. Kresimir Jug. Kresimir is a longtime colleague of mine in all things health and wellness within the London, Ontario community. I have great respect for all the work Kresimir does and for his honesty, which is something we talk a lot about today. And I think honesty is the best policy. It's not always the easiest, but through our honesty, we can actually show others that we're real people. And I think there's a lot of integrity in that. So does Kresimir. And this episode was awesome and very timely for the what's going on right now. So I hope all you guys are well out there. I hope you're taking care of yourself and each other. And I hope you're not giving in to fear. I understand that it's easy to react to the current times, especially if you're one who likes watching the six o'clock news, which as you know, by now, I think there's one thread going throughout this whole podcast or any content I put out nowadays is that the media, you know, your mainstream media, not going to be the best thing for you to watch for, for your health. And right now we do not need any extra stressors coming in. Um, we just don't need it. Right. And yeah, sure. In the Western world, we have independent media. So independent of government influence, which is important without a doubt. Um, but our media, the ones that I'm speaking about, they're not so independent. They're far from independent from our corporations, right? And the advertising dollars that support their specific agenda. So I know I've said this many times here throughout this, uh, throughout everything happening right now with coronavirus, but this agenda that mainstream media has might not line up with your agenda, right? And also in the process of that agenda comes whatever sells. So fear tactics, scare tactics, all those things, breaking news, you know, those sell a lot more advertising than does say someone rescued a cat from a tree today and returned it to the rightful owner. Seven-year-old girl was very happy, like positive news. And I know there's lots of sources of positive news you can find out there. And this is why I think podcasts are becoming more popular, right? So I do my best to bring you guys things that are credible. Um, obviously still leaving room for individual experience um, and, you know, anecdotal experience. We don't have to rely here on science. We use our rewilding lens and just like coming together around a campfire, we can come and have an open heart and share what's ever on our mind and whatever's in our hearts, right? And I think this episode here today is an awesome example of that. So yeah, it's one of those great episodes. I totally loved recording this and reconnecting with Kresimir. Um, but I always know it's a good podcast when I have a whole list of questions and I hardly get into any of them. So we just kind of flowed today in that flow state, which is something I think uh, we kind of all need right now is a little bit of flow. So I hope you guys are doing well out there. Um, I've been really, um, since my last installment here, putting most things in my day-to-day -day aside. Sure, I'm still working a on, well, I'm working on marking and working on some of my papers, but really just kind of take care of myself and see how I could be of service right now. I just got this call to just be there for folks and um, posting content. And I love seeing everyone coming together on social media and social platforms through the internet and things like that. And it was actually brought to my attention yesterday um, that this term social distancing is not doing us any good. There's a lot of negative mental health connotations with the idea of social distancing. I mean, here I am talking with Kresimir today via Skype because we're practicing our air quotes, social distancing. But really, I felt closer to Kresimir than I have in a very long time. I feel social cohesion is something we need to be practicing right now. And we also need to be practicing physical distancing. 
So I think that's a really wise little message. I don't know if that will ever change. I actually put out a tweet the other day addressing uh, Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, as well as Bill Gates, because, you know, I think he's got some some pull in some uh, some pull in all this. But let's change that term. Let's start calling it physical distancing. And let's also in the same breath or in the same sentence speak about practicing social cohesion, right? Because this is difficult times. I feel the anxiety weighing heavy on me. And again, it's that kind of collective buzz where I have to center myself every day. Really, like I've really been back on my personal practices religiously, you could say. And it's been very helpful because I'm somewhat of an energetic sponge. I'm an empath through and through. So it's for me anyways, I've just keep, you know, the phone buzzes or anything buzzes and I'm instantly kind of driven into a quick little fight or flight, you know, kind of state. So yeah, I hope you guys are staying centered, staying open to receiving, you know, your wisdom from knowledge. So getting quiet. And I think this episode today, I think it's a great because, um, well, Kresimir and I both shared our experience with fear throughout our life and how we took fear and we embraced that to make our life awesome. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Please, as I've said before, uh, if you feel called to rate and review this show, that means so much to me. Um, and I should also say, if you're going to check out Kresimir's podcast, Make Monday Awesome, please do that. I'm going to leave everything in the show notes for you guys as far as how to find him. But yeah, again, with podcasts, if you like a podcast out there, I mean, the best way you could support that podcast is by leaving a five-star rating if you really like it, by leaving a review if you feel like you want to comment or make it better. I'm here to listen to those comments. That's what I do. I want to interact with you guys. This ain't a one-way street. So yeah, please leave your reviews, leave your ratings. And of course, another great thing is if you like this podcast or any podcast, and especially right now, if you think there's a message that needs to get out there that people aren't hearing in the mainstream media, share your podcast, guys. We're in the great transition right now, and it might seem scary and fearful, but good things will come from this. So the way in which we redesign um our economy, the way we get news, the way we get our food, all these things are happening. It's an opportunity for us to basically rethink what we want in our life. And that's a beautiful thing. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm sure you will. Unfortunately, one thing you might not love about this episode is my fault. I'm taking the taking the rap on that one. I unfortunately did not turn up the volume on Kresimir's mic. So that is my bad, and I am sorry for that. I'm sorry to you, Kresimir. I think it still came out all right. I did my best editing. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and much love to you all. Welcome to Rewild My Bio, a self-help and alternative health podcast. I'm your host, Sean Slade. Join me as I share stories, science, and strategies to help you rewild your biology and redefine your biography. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rewild My Bio. I am super pumped to be in front of you here today because I have a man who I have looked up to for a very long time in a sense of health, entrepreneurship, and I mean, heck, 
now he's even a dad. So, I mean, he's, he's got another thing for me to look up to him for. Um, Kresimir Jug, Dr. Kresimir Jug, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, brother. I'm, uh, I'm very grateful to be here. Cool. Um, so many things to talk about you. And well, it's funny because when I had you, I've had you on my list to, to talk to for some time since I've been masterminding this podcast. And uh, with everything that's currently happened, it, you know, with this coronavirus spreading and that, I thought we could tack, tap into your wisdom on um, overcoming fear and then building healthy habits and, you know, an environment where we're more able to respond rather than react. I thought that would help folks out a lot right now. Um, and, you know, in looking at your biography, um, so as I mentioned, you're a doctor, doctor of chiropractic, my old chiropractor actually. And um, I would like to know what is your story? Like what led you into chiropractic? I kind of want to know what that story is from the acorn to the mighty oak tree that we know Kresimir as today. And I know you had a cancer diagnosis when you were younger and I know that impacted your life greatly. So could you share your story into the world of health and well-being? Yeah, so I, I don't know, oak tree. I think you're giving me oh. too much credit. <laughs> so yeah, I was diagnosed really the whole journey into health. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, the serious type of thyroid cancer when I was, I was, I was a kid, right? I was in high school. Uh, it already spread. They found a, a, a note on my lung. It was already starting to spread a little bit when they found it. So, um, you know, I had it's just a weird time thinking back. I had uh, ended up having the, the surgery to remove it. And I went through, um, you know, chemotherapy and that stuff. And, and luckily, the chemotherapy for thyroid cancer is is really safe and really well done. Okay, because it can target specifically, you know, the problem with with chemotherapy is uh, it can often damage like it, it can damage all of the cells. But with thyroid right. cancer, you're lucky enough that it can really target the, the cancerous ones. So, um, you know, and it, it's not like, it's funny, if you've ever, if people have ever struggled with anything chronic, it wasn't it was just like, you just want to be told that you're good. You just want to like, you want the doctors to be like, Hey man, you know, go for it. So there was like this massive confusion in my life after that happened. And I didn't really know, you know, you're at the end of high school and you know, my parents were always like, you're going to go to university. And I didn't know what was going to happen after that. Mm -hmm. And actually I went to chiropractic school because I started dating a girl who really wanted to be a chiropractor. Like there's no, you know, the, there wasn't this like, Oh, you know, chiropractic saved my life or how most people become chiropractors. Okay. Ah, no, I met somebody, you know, she's my wife now, but mm -hmm. at the time it was just some girl I started dating who was really passionate about being a chiropractor. Okay. And the reason she became passionate was because when she was in high school, a chiropractor came to their school and just talked. And it was the first person that Rochelle ever saw that was actually passionate about what they did for work. Cool. Right. So that's how the whole chiropractic thing started. Um, you know, I started taking my health seriously from an idea I learned in chiropractic school, which was our bodies are strong. Um, you know, we have mechanisms built within us that help heal and, and regulate. And it's important to maximize those things to the fullest potential, right? Yeah. So I, I became really dedicated to improving my health that way. Incidentally, that's not a, um, it's not an and or right? People hear, and, and, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of chiropractors do a bad job of this. When people hear like the chiropractic message, they think that it's a, they think that it's an anti-medical message, right? The, mm -hmm. the purpose of medicine is to treat disease, which is great. What I'm saying is I want to help people maximize their health, right? Right. It's not, it's not, you do this or you do that. It's, 
if you want a disease managed, there's a certain segment that you go see. But in the meantime, you mm -hmm. should be doing everything you can to be as healthy as possible. Exactly. Right? And when I started maximizing my own health, I started noticing a lot of the benefits that come along with that. Um, you know, and then they became, you know, th then that sparked the, the passion of wanting to share that with my community. And that's how everything got started. Yeah. Well, it's a wonderful story. And I mean, I think so many that are in healthcare, um, you know, have, like you say, have a story where they've had a struggle with their own health or someone mm -hmm. in their family, someone they love, and that's where they turn to other means, right? So it's not that we're, yeah, like you said, it's not like the, the medical system doesn't have a role in this. It's, you know, I, yeah, exactly. It's, I want to try to, yeah, exactly. The biomedical, thank you. But it's, I want to try to, uh, get as much, like as much help from any different, um, stream that could possibly help me. Right. And I think that's, I think that's important because, um, we can't just put all our eggs in one basket in this day and age. Well, it does, but it doesn't make sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Like I, and again, I think when we get together and talk, we hear from mm -hmm. one and right. Like you're bad mouthing a system that saves millions of lives every year. Like you might want to rethink that a little bit. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. That doesn't, down, doesn't downplay the importance. This is like a, this was like a big mental shift for me, right? Wow. Like chiropractic is about keeping the spine healthy. And there's a lot of people in chiropractic who somehow think that that's not enough. That's an important part and piece mm -hmm. to people's health, but it doesn't negate the importance of other things. Well, exactly. And that's why I love coming to see you because I would come for an adjustment. I'd get adjusted. You know, we'd chat about life. It was great conversation. And then it, it comes down to me. What do I want to do with that adjustment? How do I want to go carry about my day before I come and see you again? Right. And it's, yeah. it's also, it's not, you can't substitute it, right? It's not like, okay, so great. You, you know, you're, you're free of, of your spines moving better. You're free of any nerve pressure, but that's not a substitute for a good meal or a workout. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, well, I, it's not, you can't interchange those things. So true. And I think a lot of folks do think they're looking for that quick fix magic bullet, right? And, and yeah. it's just, it's just really not out there. Um, and I think, you know, given the times right now, I hope, I mean, I, I see, I see the transition. This great transition has been talked about for years as if the next wave is coming. And I mean, yeah, I, I, I do think people are looking to, um, get healthier right now, which I think is a good thing. Right. And I think I this so. is, the, yeah. And, and I hope so too. And I think this is the time where, you know, we're going to be locked down. It seems like for a little bit here. So, you know, I know, you know, all about behavior change, but you know, it takes about three weeks or so to make good habits. And here we are with time and space and being told to keep, take care of our immune systems essentially. And, um, yeah, like here's, here we are with the opportunity to create new habits in our life in whichever way we think we need to. Right. So that's, that's awesome. Um, totally. One thing you had mentioned there um, with your diagnosis, maybe we'll dive maybe a little bit deeper into this because I know there's so many folks out there that have dealt with fear. And right now we have that quite palpable in society yeah. and the, the world at large. Um, but you spoke about just wanting that doctor to say, you're good. Go back being a teenage guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's that expectation. You know, that's what I hear. Like you're kind of holding on to the expectation of like, I just want to be this. But when we're trying or we're expecting something that just isn't the reality of the nature of things in the moment, um, it can be very difficult for folks to, you know, get a grip on. So how did you exactly deal with the fear? What was the, what was that like when, you know, you got, when you heard that diagnosis, were you reacting? Were you responding? You're a young guy at the time. So how did you yeah. handle that in, in initially? I didn't, no, um, I, I didn't poorly, poor, very, very, very poorly. And, yeah. um, 
you know, this is, this is, uh, this is stuff that, that takes, I, anyways, in my experience, this is stuff that takes a long time. Cause like, we just start, you know, we're kind of thrown into the world and you're a kid and, and you react to certain things and nobody really teaches you, you know, how you should be reacting to things. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then we, and then we, we listen to like all the cliches about, about fear and, and what people say, you know, on, on, on social media and stuff. I don't know, man, it just, it, it was never really helpful advice. Like, I don't know, how do you, how do you deal with fear? I think the mistakes that I made at the beginning and what I find really helpful now, um, I never wanted to acknowledge the fact that I was afraid. You right. Know, I, I, I don't think enough people talk about this, especially with men um, you know, there's certain things that we're not allowed or frowned upon to show or to not show. And I right. think, you know, not being able to, to, to be afraid and to show the fact that we're afraid, I think is, is still frowned upon, right? right? Like, what are you, you're being a wuss, like yes. that whole conversation. Mm-hmm. So I think acknowledging the fact that you are afraid, understanding that it's okay to be afraid, right? right? To, yep. to essentially like, you know, accept the fact that this is happening right now. Mm-hmm. And then to, and this is, again, this is just what I'm finding helpful now in my yeah. life, because there's still lots of moments of fear, let's be clear. Yep. Um, you know, to acknowledge the fact that here's what's happening, and then to seek clarity, um, you know, and to create certainty, like we were chatting before, I mean, when I was listening to your story, it's exactly, yeah, this is the exact same process that you went through, right? You right. just got to the point where you're like, you know what, this is happening. Yep. And let's get clear on, you know, what it is that I can influence. Right. Yep. And then let's start focusing on how I can do that. Right. So I think the I think, you know, you're looking for, you're looking for a tidbit. What I found helpful was again, acceptance, seeking to gain clarity, mm-hmm. but then also being okay with being uncomfortable. Right. You know, like I had this moment, hopefully this is insightful. I had a moment um, when I was watching like really, really high level CrossFit athletes train like, mm-hmm. around the games, you know, and it was, um, I learned, I saw how able these athletes were to process physical discomfort. Okay. Right. So I think one of the things we're lacking culturally is being able to process emotional and spiritual discomfort. Right. Right. And people who handle fear, fear really well, aren't less afraid. They're just more okay with processing that discomfort. Right. That's a goosebump maker right there. You just, you said it, man. And, um, it is so true in our, in our current culture. We are, I mean, I call it the lazy boy, uh, culture in that we, we seek comfort, right? I mean, I think that's just, not just our culture. I think, what, pardon me? It's human nature. Nobody. Well, I, I think you're right. It is just human nature. Going way back, we've always seeked comfort. Ever since we started coming together around fire, we've started figuring out ways to make our life a little bit easier, which is the amazing part about being human, right? And yeah. Um, but yeah, it's become to a tipping point, I think, where it's okay. It's a little too far now, and we don't have resilience. We don't have the cultural um, safety nets in place, especially for men. And thank you for saying that too, because um, that's just it. We're, we're told to toughen up. This shouldn't take you so long. And you brought up my story. And yeah, I mean, for me, two years, two years sitting in the forest, essentially, like um, dealing with my shit. It's the Joseph Campbell uh, quote, right? The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek the most or desire the most, right? And it's um, it's not easy. But again, it's sometimes you just know you have to kind of sit there with that and um, yeah, just sit with it, right? And accept it because once you resist, 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 or at least in my case, resisting, it only kept me in the woods longer, right? Mm-hmm. And 
sure it was all part of the process. So we can't like, I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to poo-poo on anybody that is in that. Oh no, this is happening. This is fearful. Cause that is part of the process too. Um, but of course, like you said, it's, it's not natural to just be free of fear all the time. We are designed. Fear is a very important, um, physiological process, right? That we evolved with. So and again, I, I, sorry to interrupt no, you, but I think please. it's important because someone's listening to this, right? I don't want them to, to, so like I do plenty of stuff to escape my fear, mm-hmm. right? Like I do plenty of stuff that gets me, you know, I listen to, I listen to music. I play the guitar, um, you know, I play video games. So again, it's not, you're absolutely right. The response that you're having isn't wrong. I think it's just to have a level of consciousness around or awareness of, okay, I'm doing this because I'm trying to escape something and then be okay with that's what you need to do right now because you can't deal with it any longer. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. The problem becomes when you're not aware of that's what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And that's just it. I think it's easy to get caught up in that, especially in the current times with the collective, right? It's, it's, you know, you turn on the news, it's, say you get into a, say I go for a walk right now out, out in nature. I, you know, I reset, <laughs> I'm balanced, right? Yeah. Like this every yeah. second. Right? The phone. Yeah. <laughs> Holding up the phone. It's constantly, yeah, it's constantly buzzing all that stuff. And it's just, it pulls you right out of it. Right. And, um, yeah, it, it's so, so, so easy to get stuck in that spot. So, um, no, I can definitely appreciate that. Now let's go back to, you were saying how like you didn't deal with it well. And I had read on your biography and this is an important part because I see this happening a lot. And we actually talked about it earlier. Folks are projecting, you know, when you have emotions, whether it be anger, sadness, fear, resentment, all these things, sometimes it's, it's your own stuff, your own perception of things. But then when it hits that tipping point, like right now we're in there, you actually, you know, you might lash out or project that onto somebody else, whether it be your kids for, you know, leaving on the lights or whatever it might be. Right. So, in your journey, how did, I guess, how did you ever catch yourself in the moment of projecting or what was it? Because you had said that in your biography that you weren't treating other people nice because this diagnosis really weighed on you. So how did you kind of get out of that circle of projection and start to kind of own your stuff, you know? Again, I didn't at the <laughs> beginning. Yeah. Um, I think I made... I'm looking for like this moment when it all kind of came clear. I don't have many of those moments. I think that's yeah, what right. most experience. I actually think that it happened in practice. I think um, I think somebody lashed out at me for something. Mm-hmm. And then I later found out that they were having all sorts of problems in their personal life. I see. Yeah. You know, and then I just started thinking like, it's kind of nothing to do with me. Right. You know, like you're... <sighs> You're, you're an entrepreneur. So you understand like when it's your baby and people like reject your message, that's upsetting at the beginning. Right. Right. And you tend to take it personally. Like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? What did I say wrong? Maybe if I, you know, phrased it differently, it would be more accepted. And then you realize that it's got nothing to do with you. Like it can sometimes right. have something to do with you. If you treat somebody poorly, then shame on you. You know, right. you can be better. But most of the time, if you're a fair human being and somebody responds negatively to you, your content or what you're trying to say, most of the time it's because they're having an issue in their life, you know, and that's, I think that's kind of like the source of empathy, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's when you start to realize like having a bad day. Yeah. Compassion. Yeah, for sure. It's one of the wrong place and I got it. And okay, well, you know, I haven't acted perfectly either. So 
Exactly. It's, yeah, and it, it comes when you have that realization. For me, anyways, it comes a matter of like forgiving yourself and forgiving them, right? And I'm, I'm kind of, as you're saying this, I'm reminded of uh, Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements. Oh, and, yeah. Right? Nice. So it's like, don't take yep. things personally. And for me, I think all the four agreements, I mean, I love them. Um, and I mean, just for the listener, I'm trying to think off the top of my head uh, be righteous be with your word, be impeccable with your word, be impeccable don't with take your, things personally. Don't take things personally, uh, don't make assumptions, and yeah. do your best. Do yeah. your best. So those are the four agreements right there. And for me, the one that I know I have the hardest with is not taking things personally, right? Me too, man. Yeah, it's hard. And, and again, we're, 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 we live in a kind of an egocentric society, especially as an entrepreneur. Um, so you have that drive. But yeah, we're kind of, we're kind of told to just um, be strong and, you know, keep going in that. But it's so hard to not take things personally when our identity is attacked. So for me, it was very challenging to not take things personally when I was feeling attacked. Um, you know, it, very, very challenging. So I, I think to your point too, there's, for me, there's never really maybe a defining moment of what gets you out of the fear, but it is a recognition of, oh my gosh, I'm in this fear place. I'm not, I'm, I'm reacting. I'm not responding. And then it's like, you know, whether it be just uh, conversations you have with somebody or uh, your own realization through meditation or whatever your, your practice might be, that, geez, this is, um, this is something that I'm slowly loosening my grip of because fear can grab a hold of us, I think, so tight, especially physiologically, the way emotions and stuff kind of come up. And I think it can really – it can wreak havoc on our, on our bodies, obviously, as you know. But it's like also it's, not a – it's also not a – it's not a catch-all, right? It's not like – it's not like there's this ever encompassing fear and it's the same level around everything. Right. Right. Yeah. Like when you, when you clean up your diet, for example, there's certain things that you can easily drop and it doesn't bother you at all. Right. Right. Like I remember when I started, when I started fixing my diet, like I stopped drinking juice and pop overnight. Cause it never meant that much to me anyways. Right. Right. Yeah. But stuff that really like meant a lot. Like I still struggle with sweets, like with chocolate. I love mm-hmm. chocolate. Right. It's harder. Yeah. I don't want to give it up yet. So the same thing with fear, right? It's when you start changing these things and you start recognizing, you know, and you become more aware of how you're thinking, yeah. some of it you'll yeah. be able to fix overnight. Yeah. I'm still scared about my family. Like my family yeah. means a lot. Like if anything were to happen, like that would be horrible. Right. It's not like I'm not fearful of these things. Yes. Right. So there's still like, it's, it's not this, you know, it's not this process that you get there and now you're good. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It takes constant work. And you know what? I commend you for your honesty. I really do. And if anybody out there, uh, definitely leave all this stuff in show notes and everything like that. And, um, cause you got to follow Kresimir on social media. He's so oh honest God. with his, um, <laughs> you're so honest. I mean, you come back from a vacation, you're like, you know, whatever your post be like, I just ate like shit all week. What do you how do you get back on the bandwagon? You know, and you're putting it out there to others, but you're so committed to your practice and working at it. And it's never easy. It's not something that you just arrive at, like you said. So I think, um, yeah, I, I just wanna, commend I, you for I your honesty. I want to help people. Like what yeah. I go through, this is the thing, right? Like we're not that different. The, the same no. thoughts, the same things that you struggle with, I struggle with. So if I come back from vacation and I'm like, I really want to order pizza and keep this crappy eating going. Right. That means that most people can relate to oh, that without experience. A doubt, without a doubt, right? Right. So now we have, you know, all the media and don't get me wrong. I know people have mastered it and I know some people don't feel that way. Yeah. But that's not the average person. No. Right. And I think that's just it. You look at someone on social media normally and you see this, oh, this is like the, you know, the highlight reel of my life. I'm always healthy. And people like, I've recently dated someone and she asked me, uh, 
do you eat junk food? Do you ever eat like cheat meals or whatever? I forget what she said. So of course, like, of course. And then I think of like someone like you out there who's, you know, happily will post, hey, I'm, I'm craving a cheeseburger or, you know, whatever. I don't know if you said that, but it's just, uh, yeah, I think the honesty is where people can really relate. And amongst men, and again, this is why I'm loving talking to you because two men coming together, talking about emotions, talking about being scared, talking about fear. It's yes, we we experience these things. And I'm looking back as a rewilding lens, looking back to like indigenous cultures and, and you know, coming around circle in like having true circles and things like that. You come to that circle and you speak your from your heart, you get your head out of the way and whatever's on your mind, you speak it without fear of judgment or, you know, um, someone else kind of not getting in. I think that's, that's just so important. And we don't have that safety net amongst men or amongst many people in society. So yeah, honesty is the best policy without a doubt. It's hard, man. We're, we're in a state. I, oh, dude, I would love to tell you that I'm honest hundred percent of the time. There's still things that I keep close to my heart. Yeah. Oh, of course. Um, you know, I, again, I think yeah. it's hard, right? It's 20, it's 2020. It's a weird time. Yep. Um, and you, you know, for, again, it, it depends on, it depends on, on, on what it is, right. I can't, I can't necessarily shoot off at the mouth of mm-hmm. uh, too many things because I have a specific mission that I'm trying to accomplish, right? Like the health and well-being of the people that are coming to my practice mm-hmm. and my central focus in their life, which is improving their health, right? Right. Really, you know, I think an, um, an important lesson that I experienced as a, as a business owner was what not to post and when to shut up. Oh yeah. Well said. Right. Like yeah. what, what is not my concern where my level of expertise ends right? and what I'm, what I want to make my central message around. Good point. Yeah. And that's you tricky. I, I'm, I'm one as a, you know, as a PhD guy who's switched topics many times, you know, I bite off a little piece of all things, health promotion, but I find yeah. that when I, you know, it, it's a lot, it's a lot more effortless for me to speak about whether it be fermented foods or physical activity. I mean, yeah. physical activity is the mainstay of my knowledge, but I know what you mean when you start to spread yourself too thin and you, yeah, it, your message kind of just gets muddy. Yeah. I guess. So, I mean, say, oh, right? dude, I have lots of opinions. Many of them, many yeah. of them very unpopular. Just, it yeah. wouldn't be beneficial to anybody. It would just dilute, you know, the, the central thrust of, of what my, what the, what my life's pursuit is right now. Right. And I'm wrestling that too, right now, given these times. And I kind of said that, like, I've got friends, you know, into the conspiracy theory and that, and it's, and in the rewilding community, my, my into rewilding is much more from a biological, um, socioeconomic, political standpoint, not getting too much into the anti-civilization rhetoric, which I think is sometimes folks just think of rewilders as like a bunch of hippies and, you know, dreadlocks and the whole thing. But um, I've been wrestling with the idea whether I want to would even cover such a topic, because I think, again, I'd be speaking to something I don't know. And furthermore, this is a self-help podcast. So to to spread fear in a time of heightened, uh, yeah, fear and anxiety is who are you you helping really, right? So you get it. um, But yeah, no, I mean, that's same time we do need that different lens to think about things differently right now like um pollution's clearing up in china right now and you know i think that's a great thing we need that i mean how are we going to enter back into the economy how can we actually maybe put some measures in place maybe even right now to that when we start running factories again how can we be more you know green how can we be healthier so i hope i hope folks are starting to think at least in a different way and i guess i don't need to go down that uh, whole conspiracy theory rabbit hole to to get people to, you know, put that different lens on anyways. So, but um, anyways, well, what I wanted to ask you one thing, because we'll, we'll switch topics and maybe after this as a segue, but like in these times you've dealt with fear, I've dealt with fear. 
what do you think, like right now, it's, it's kind of like a broad message and maybe a tough question to answer on the spot, but like, what do you think, um, like what's, what's the message that you'd want to give to somebody maybe with a cancer diagnosis or someone who's fearful of whether it be a family member, you know, with coronavirus or someone's in quarantine, what would you give, what advice would you give to them right now that they could do to kind of, you know, overcome that fear maybe? Um, well, it's hard to say mm-hmm. because I, I don't necessarily understand the nature, but I, you know, so I, I don't have advice for that person specifically, but right, I, yeah, know, be specific, I, yeah. I do know what's helped me in the past, mm-hmm. right? And my thinking process would be number one, um, you know, again, awareness of, of what's happening, mm-hmm. right? And then training my brain to let go of what I want to have happened, which hasn't happened, right? Yeah. Right. And to do everything I can to get my mind focused on what I can do with what I have. Yeah. Yep. In the moment. In so, the moment. Yeah. So really taking kind of account of what is real right now, what is present. And I love that you say that because I think that kind of fits right into the rewilding lens and everything that I've been working on lately is uh, tracking. So learning from so, Tom Brown Jr. So I have a, I have a thought like you brought yeah, up cancer and comment on cancer because I have had that. Right. Okay. Um, so what it became like looking back and reflecting what I would have changed, right. Going back is it became just waiting to go from appointment to appointment. And that became very stressful because you felt, I felt very scared, right. What's, what's the news going to be? How did this test go? Right. And it was almost Mm. like you just did nothing or sorry, let me rephrase that. I did nothing in between the appointments. If I had to go back, right? I would have, I would have tried to do what I could have to, you know, just created a better environment for myself. Right. So it wasn't just dreading the next call from the doctor. Right. Even if things were the worst. Right. Right. Even if it was, you have so many months left or you have so much time left, I think just focusing on your mind on what it is that I could have done to enhance my life and bring me more happiness would have would have made that time easier. That's beautiful because I watch Gaia TV. I've got the membership to Gaia TV in that. And um, yeah, a lot of talk in alternative health and things like that. And so many folks said, you know, essentially the exact same thing that you just said. And it's just, yeah, um, yeah it's just kind of that letting go, right? As you said. And we were chatting before about my experience in the Vision Quest. And I know I've said this before on the podcast, or maybe I haven't actually, but it was the fourth day. So four days, four nights in the woods, 96 hours, fasting from all things familiar. And on the fourth day, um, right before the evening fell, I basically had what you would call, I guess, is like a mini ego death experience where I felt like I totally just, I let go. And that part of me that wanted to hold so dearly onto that, right? Mm -hmm. It just fizzled away and it's just like and again I don't know what it is but it's just a matter of like you say kind of letting go and right and when you let go like that you gain everything or at least I did anyways I was able instead of putting control outside of myself with like lawyers and all that stuff you know doing all the doing all the things thank goodness that they can do but once I let go and then I was able to reclaim my control over myself and I said what what will make me happy right now right so yeah I think it's just getting I think it's just getting peace you yeah. know, I think, I think that's what it is. I think that's what you gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you know, I, you mentioned, right. It's not like you have that experience and then the fear doesn't come back. Of course it comes back. Right. right? But it's, it's, it's understanding that you experience this sense of, of peace and that it's possible. Yes. Experiencing it. Right. Yeah. And, right. and accepting the fact that some things are, are outside of your control and to control the things that you can control. 
Right. Well, I think you're right too. It is a matter of feeling it and experiencing it for yourself. Cause I think when you're in that spot, everyone can tell you, Oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Don't worry. You know what I mean? And I've told friends that in the current times right now, they've got families, they're worried. They've got older parents, grandparents, what have you. And yeah, it's, um, yeah, again, just, just letting, just letting go and accepting. Isn't that, isn't that the worst advice? Yeah. It's going to be okay. No yeah, I know. Not. Yeah. <laughs> you're right it's not nature it's not natural life's gonna have up not, and down it might not be okay you're like right. so yeah like if you're, if you're trying to support somebody you know yeah i think there's just this we're so good humans are so good we always want to help right right mm-hmm. and i think it's it's counterintuitive mm-hmm. but when somebody's like under a lot of stress and they're not doing so hot right don't say anything man just actually just listen. listen to them yeah you it's don't tough. have to lie because as soon as you say it's going to be okay, they're going to be like, you don't know anything, man. You're, You're full just of shit. It's not going to be yeah. okay. And it's so common. It is so common. That's just like, you know, and everybody's got their own stuff. So maybe it's just a way of like saying, let's just not talk about this. You're going to be okay. You know, but um, you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't help. And it's not, it's not, oh. it's not natural um, to think that everything's going to be okay. Again, that sucks. Just acknowledge yeah. that like I'm in pain yeah. and I'm hurting right now. Like if you just do that, right. To the people right. that you care about that are, that are venting or that you're checking up on and they say, you know, I'm in a really bad place. Right. Just hearing that and saying, fuck man, sorry. That sucks. <laughs> sorry. We can hit the explicit button on the thing. You know how podcasts work. You can, we, yeah. F-bombs are, you know, are like, I feel you. that conversation with them to say, I get it. That does suck. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just listening and holding space, right? That's wise words without a doubt. Um, well, let's switch gears here. Let's talk a little bit about now, um, sure. health, health and pillars of health. And I think that was really good because yeah, we are in the state and heightened state of fear and that's thing. And if you're in that, I mean, yeah, be with it, be with it, acknowledge it watch your projections, you know, all the stuff that we've talked about here and, um, really good stuff. But now let's go flipping out of the, the fear mode and let's go into what, you know, what makes you feel the opposite of fear? What makes you feel joy, peace, happiness? Um, what are your pillars of health? I totally respect your practice, you and your wife, Rochelle's practice, um, your involvement in the community. I mean me, so I guess I, even for the listener, um, yeah, so I had worked with, uh, Kresimir at his, their gym, uh, prior, I mean, gosh, going back years now, years, years, years. and like 12, 10 or 11, 10, yeah, 10, 11, yeah. 10 I had years. left, I'd left the big corporate gym setting to venture yes. out on my own. And I found a family with all you guys. And it was, uh, oh, that's nice, man. Oh, it was a family. I mean, finally somebody else. I mean, it was in the time, I mean, I know of the, uh, you know, the, the paleo diet template popping up and I'm like, Oh, other folks who speak in my language, they're taking responsibility for their health and they're, they're living life by design. Right. So yeah. yeah. What are your, what are your personal pillars of health that keep you happy and healthy? So again, I think if we just start listing steps, I think we're missing the, uh, the big thing here. Yeah. Uh, I think really like when I, when I see people and you know, for example, I want to get a six pack. Okay. Well, why? Right. Like I think what's missing in most people's lives from what I've chatted with, and hopefully this doesn't apply to everybody, is you need to get really clear on what your values are and what mm-hmm. it is you actually want in your life. Yeah. Right. I think that's the 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 question and the problem that's eluding most people. Right. So what would make me super happy is for whoever is listening, you know, whoever is listening to this to get really clear on what it is that they're passionate about that makes them happy and to start pursuing those things. Right. Right. So that's well number said. one. Number well one said. is yep. number one is I wake up and I plan. And here's the thing. This has been 
at least 15 years in the making. And I don't think I'm clear on everything. I'm clearer on some things, mm-hmm. right? But I think the more clear you get on what's important, and then the more you distance yourself away from people and things that are not as important, doesn't mean that you hate them. They're just, mm-hmm. you're neutral to them. They're not as important. And you spend most of your time pursuing things that are important. That's where most of your happiness, that's when life is going to get really, really fun. That's, right? uh, so that would be number one. So right. number one is knowing what you want, knowing right. what your goals are, knowing what your values your are. values are. And then number two to a thousand all depend on what that is. Okay. I'm right. Ready. And I think oftentimes we accept other people's goals. Expectations. Right? Yeah. Right. Like look at, you know, look at people who are pursuing stuff, you know, like, is living in that house and driving that car really that important to you? Or are you just accepting? And that's okay that it is, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not right. poo-pooing that you want to drive a Bentley or a Mercedes. I think that's awesome if that really makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Or is that just what you picked up from society that you think you should have? Well, well said, because that's I'm, I'm looking back to my days as a business student. Um, so yeah. four years undergrad business. And here I am. I'm like, I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. And it was just like a couple of buddies were going to business school. I'm like, yeah, I got... You know, the gift of gab, I like to, you know, I'm a, I've had a few sales jobs. So it's like, yeah, let's do business, right? And so I'm striving. And when I, when I was living at my parents' house in university, I had this poster. And you got, folks might even know of it. It's because um, obviously all universities have a poster day. So you got to buy posters. 100%. So so I had the poster that says justification for higher education. And it's this house on the hill overlooking the ocean with a garage with Maseratis and Lamborghinis and all that stuff in it. Right. And that was my motivation. It was the money. It was the things I thought that would make me happy. Right. And having grandparents gone through, you know, the depression and, and having hard times and poverty and all that stuff, you know, my family instilled, uh, you know, what they believe were their values at that time, maybe from their generation, but they weren't my values. And it's funny because as I work, 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 um, you know, I wake up one day to a life that I'm like, you know what? Those things don't make me happy. Those aren't my goals, right? And it wasn't for me until I broke my ankle. So my health journey where I switched from like the bodybuilding into the functional strength training and natural movement. And through that, I started to actually get clear as to like, what are my goals? What are my values, right? Because yeah, it's Mm -hmm. kind of the worst thing. And I don't wish that upon anybody to wake up at whatever it be 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old and say, shit, I've been working at things that aren't mine. That's to me, that's a that's a scary thing. So I'm happy. Oh, to I would have, love that, man. Most people die not knowing. Yeah, you got a good point, right? Especially in this day and age, not knowing. And that's longer just, than ever before, man. We got time. Like I just, you know, I think right, that's the most right. important. And there's again, there's nothing. I think, I think people, you know, I think we tend to poo-poo material mm-hmm. things far too much in our culture too. Oh, you don't, yes. you don't need to have that. Money's well, dirty. Yeah. That. Like yeah. You know, money's dirty. You know, you were the, it's funny now. You just said that you were the first one that told me that. And I, so yeah, again, I had this, you know, realization and I went through the phase of my hippie phase. I'm like, fuck this. I joined yeah. my rock band. I screamed on the microphone, all that awesome. stuff, you know, down awesome. with the man, all that stuff. But then I realized I'm like, no, this is a strength of mine. My work ethic and my knowledge of business, I can bring forth things like kombucha now as an alternative to say soda pop or whatever. Right. And it's just like, um, you were actually, yeah, now I think about it. Casimir, you were the first one that ever said anything to me about this whole BS about money being dirty. And I was thinking in my head as a kid, my dad used to be like, you know, a hardworking blue collar family um, as you like, you know, live in the Canadian dream, so to speak. But Mm -hmm. like money's dirty. If we wanted something that we couldn't afford, oh, let me just go out to the money tree was his joke. And let me just 
get a few hundred dollar bills off the money tree. In other words, it doesn't grow on trees. Money's dirty. We don't have it. And meanwhile, it's like money, and at least in this day and age, is the thing, is a catalyst for many if the intent is good to do so much good in the world, right? So, so I mean, yeah, I mean, you can have that conversation. I think that's important too. Money is a is a reflection of value, right? Like, in a in a properly free society, mm-hmm. like if you if you have money, so you know, there's a lot of criticism, uh, mostly from certain politicians now of like of Jeff Bezos, for example, right? So let's let's use a really clear example. Okay. So Jeff Bezos is somebody who started a company on his own, took all of the risk on on his own. And, provo- and provided something so valuable to people, which is delivery of goods to their door, mm-hmm. very cheap and inexpensive, that people decided voluntarily to trade money to him. So he earned his billion dollars, right? right? I think people understand that. I think things get really tough when you're a crony and you're stealing money from people, which are two very, very different things, right? Right. To be successful in a free market, and that's the key word is, is to have freedom. To be successful in a market that's free means that people, you didn't force or coerce somebody to give you money. They right. actually wanted to give it to you. So technically, the more money you have, the richer you are. Right. You got rich by providing people with a value or a service that they actually wanted. That's so true. I can't think of anything better or nicer than that. Right. And it was funny because I remember back in in the early days of uh, Booch and starting that, we always, you know, said, you know, if Coca-Cola or Pepsi ever came to us, you know, it's not, it wouldn't be in my interest to give my baby away to to those guys, you know? But then I thought, you know what? You could take that money, or as I always said, take dirty money because I consider Coca-Cola dirty money, but take dirty money and do good things with it. And I mean, now my life is a little different. I didn't, uh, I didn't. I didn't earn that money, say, um, the way I thought it would come to me. But now that I've removed myself from my company and I have funds to go and do things. So this weekend, I'm actually, it's going to be exciting, uh, some cool Instagram stories. And you might find this interesting, Kresmer, is that, uh, yeah, so I'm heading up to Timmins, Ontario this weekend. Nice. To, yeah, to check out some property. A friend of mine actually just bought 40 acres up there. Um, just, I mean, I've never been that far north. So it's like, here I am now able to do good things and yeah with this podcast launching this and i mean my hope is to finish my phd and yeah do a nature connection school or forest therapy school right out in the woods and um so many good things say right so many things good things can come from it again if you know what your values are and you're going to uh yeah sit through those uncomfortable times we can we can make good things happen without a doubt without a doubt so i love your podcast thank you and i um I mean, I think it's great. So your podcast, Make Monday Awesome, it's uh, available on all the platforms and things like that. And I highly recommend folks checking it out because it's nice, succinct little messages that you can start your week off with. Instead of making Monday, you know, most people dreading Monday, here you are saying, let's make this week great and starting off the week with a positive note, which everybody needs. So I thank you for that. But yeah, tell folks a little bit about your podcast and what drove you to doing that and, and everything. Oh, I, I mean, I, I just got to the point where, you know, thank God it's Friday. Oh, I got a case of the, you know, I got a case of the Mondays. Like, let's be clear, you know, yeah. what your job is and, and how you earn your income, you're, you're going to spend the vast, 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 vast majority of your life doing. Right. Right. So wouldn't it be wonderful if you could work to put yourself in a position where you're waking up on Monday and you're excited Mm -hmm. to do what it is that you need to do. Right. right? Like I can't, I just, you know, I, I, I I was looking forward to doing this and, and I just, I, I love chatting and I love getting together and I'm like, man, 
I'm so blessed that every day that I wake up, I'm just happy to go about that day. Right. Like I'm happy, you know, I see, you know, Monday is my, my day to take the kids to school. Oh, it's amazing. I get to stay home. Rochelle goes to work, see people Tuesday to Thursday. I'm, I'm checking people. I'm creating content. I love doing that. I love the weekends with like, it's just, I just love every day. Right. Yeah. Right. But if you have to, you know, again, it all starts with what we talked about, essentially, if we, if we had to wrap everything up, it's right. all pretty much what we talked about, right? Getting clear on what it is that you want, right. having the courage to pursue making that a reality for yeah. yourself in life. Exactly. That's not an right. easy, that's not an easy road either. Right. And the hard road, man, right. especially when, you know, as soon as you stand up and start being for something, you're going to get a lot of, a lot of, and here's the the most challenging part is it comes from people who are actually concerned about your health and well-being, right? But they're going right. to be messages of, oh, I don't think you can really do that. Are you sure you're going to put your family at risk? Right. Yep. You know, it's challenging. So the podcast really going came from, green, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I, I realized that there's not a, happiness is not a finite resource, mm-hmm. right? We can all be happy. But what we need to be happy is we need an environment of freedom, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, to get political for a second, I don't like the trend in Canada, but we're still relatively free. We're moving away from freedom, right? But freedom means that you have the opportunity to do whatever it is that you want, right? But the main idea to get over that is you need to, to get freedom, you need to, to, to trade your security mm. for freedom. Well said. And like I said, right? like, that's a like scary the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is a wonderful thing. The reason I love entrepreneurship is I have, I've traded in my paycheck and my benefits plan that I would be getting at a company. Right. Mm-hmm. And this, again, hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's bad to have that or to want that. I'm sure, saying yeah. that for me, a lot of my happiness came when I understood that I traded, you know, I value freedom so much that I value it more than that stuff. Oh, that's just, that's just it. And I think you're, you're, you're right to kind of wrap it back up to coming, you know, back to the values there. It really does come down to what your values 100%. are for 100%. sure. So, um, yeah, no, that's, uh, let's get into some personal stuff here. Cause I, I do, I find everything you do, you know, share on social media, the, the energy in your practice is just a good, good vibes only. And I love it. And I say good vibes only cause there's the, there's also the bad vibes, but I mean, we're being honest about them. And through that, we can throw out good vibes almost always, right? So, yeah, how do you tap into that wild part of your soul? I mean, you're, so let's just say this. If you follow Kresimir on Instagram, you're going to see this guy lifting weights like a boss, right? Oh, oh, like a boss. This is why I said, this is why I said oak tree, man. You got to just, just accept, just accept this uh, compliment here. This is, uh, no, you're, you you move, you move. And I'm sure I'm a strength, sure, strength coach. Uh, at heart anymore. I guess I'm not actually anymore, but um, yeah, watching you lift weights and stuff, man, it's, it's like butter in the gym. So how do you, yeah, how do you, I know that's probably part of it, but how do you tap into that wild part of your soul where you feel alive and full of freedom? I think I answered that one already. It's knowing what's important to you, okay. right? Yeah. And, and then having, you know, maybe we can talk about this. It's knowing what's important to you and it's also having the courage to pursue it. Okay. Yep. Well, right? yeah, I guess let's, maybe I'll rephrase the question because you have Right. So you have that figured out. Let's just say now the distractions are coming in. You know what you want, but distractions come in. Busyness, coronavirus pops up. What are the things you're going to do that reset you? Go back to like, okay, now I know who I am. That's that's the question, I guess. Yeah. So um, for you I personally. Think, yep. I think quiet time. Um, you know, I think quiet time is the most important. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm, I need to get better at this, but, you know, at least 
four to five days a week, I'm, I'm waking up and I'm, I'm planning my day. Okay. Right. So like, I'm, I'm very clear, more clear now. I'm very clear on what it is that I want to accomplish in life. Right. And, and, and here's the thing, right? Like, this is how, you know, you're on the wrong path. So it's new year's, right? It's the new year's resolution Mm -hmm. time. Everyone makes the same new year's resolution. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to lose weight. Great. So, you know, the first hits or the second hits and you start at the gym and then by the end of the week, you're not, you're not going to the gym and you hate it, you know, and everyone says the same thing, right? They say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a procrastinator. I'm just so lazy, you know, but like you look at other aspects of your life and you're super successful in other aspects, mm. but you've just adapted something that you don't necessarily even want to be doing into your life. Right. Right. So, so again, gaining that clarity is the most important thing. That's why I spend the morning, right. Making sure and thinking about what it is that I'm going to pursue that day and whether I actually want to do it. And if you actually want to do it, you will do it. Right. So now how do I recharge? So that's the first thing is gaining clarity in the morning. Mm -hmm. The second thing is protecting who I'm around and what information I let into my brain. Okay. So kind right, of so, your boundaries then essentially, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm only on, you know, my phone and social media. And again, I can do a much better job of this. I still get caught far too often, but I'm pretty good at going on just to post and to reply to people who have, you know, replied to me or sent me an email and then I get off. Mm-hmm. Right. And I spend my time, you know, doing and pursuing the things that are going to bring my life value. Right. Yeah. It's so easy to kind of get distracted and like, 100%. yeah, without, you know, sometimes it's, I don't want to get clear on my goals. It's tough. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to go sit out and journal. Just so we're clear, like you brought up training. I don't, I still don't love training. Like, that's not, that's <laughs> Me neither, like, man. Yeah. It's not my favorite part of the day. Right, right. Right? Like my wife gets her workouts and she's like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait yeah. to move my body. She loves me. Yeah. Right. I wonder how many pushups I'm going to be able to do. I can't wait to do this AMRAP, but I get it. And I'm like, ah, geez. It's like, so funny. Know, you're, you're just, I'm just having a great time over here. Cause you're reminding me of working out in the gym with you. Cause it's been a while since we've done that, but like, you're right. Cause I remember Rochelle being, she's pumped. She's ready to go. Let's do it. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm oh, f-, you know, you're, and I'm with you. Cause I'm just dragging my feet. It's like, I'm this personal trainer guy. Everyone's expecting me to be able to like squat this or do that. And it's just like, fuck, I just, right now, I just don't even want to Right. So thank you again for your honesty. Yeah. I don't love it, but yeah. again, like the, the, mm. what here's, I mean, here's the decision at the end of my, here's why I do it. Right. So again, not top of my list, but being healthy to meet all of my goals is top of my list. I've cool. lost my health before. It's unacceptable for me. I will do everything that, you know, whatever I can in my power to keep my health. Right. Because living long and, and healthy is mm-hmm. going to be like the precursor to, to, to doing what I want to do with my life. Right. Right. And also I'd be a hypocrite. Well said. Right. Like yeah, exactly. I'm in the position to help influence people's health. Right. right? It, integrity is a big value of mine. Without doubt. So in order for me to be able to talk about the things that I want other people to do, I need to be doing those things too. And exactly. I need to be doing that at a level that's higher than they will be able to have. Exactly. Exactly. Right? So well, like when you rank me mm-hmm. in like in terms of like an athlete, terrible athlete, <laughs> but compared to the average person, much further ahead than the average person, which is where I need to be. Yeah, exactly. No, that's well said. I, um, I had a thought there, but it's, it's escaped me. So if it comes back, then Hopefully it'll so, come back, then so be it. Um, such as podcasts, right? Good conversation though. And, and that's just it. Like 
your philosophy around this stuff. I love how it's like, yeah, again, it's, you're not saying health is the most important to me, but there's a level of integrity. And, um, again, it's, it's kind of like a foundation. It's a basis. Right. And, and that's why I say it's like, we are, we are mammals. We evolved with certain things. You know, we need good food, clean food. We need to move our bodies. So again, like it's, it's not that these things are how I tap into my wild soul, but it's the things that I'm doing to make sure that I'm this, this body, this biological meat suit here is good enough that I have the space and container to then go out and meditate or prepare a lecture, which I love doing and, and all these things. Right. And if I, and if I'm tired and sluggish and I've just been crushing coffees, I know that that lecture is not going to be that good or that paper is not going to be that good. Right. So for me, yeah, yeah. And, that's not, and that's not okay with you. Right. And then no, it's you, not. And you're at this impasse, right. It's either I'm going to be worse or I'm just going to do this and make myself as best as possible. Right. Yeah. It, yeah it's over, right? overcoming the adversity. Clear, it's a no brainer. You know exactly what you need to do. No. And it's true. Cause I remember when I met you guys, um, yeah, it was to me, it was awesome because I was just getting into my holistic lifestyle coaching, uh, yeah. you know, certification and that. And, defining your values, defining your why. And that's what got me into back into my, you know, master's program and that around like life coaching and everything and motivational interviewing. But yeah, defining your why I think was so, it was so important to you guys. And at the same time, it was important to me. And then back to your point about, um, I think I remembered what I was going to say is that you have to kind of practice what you preach. And part of that mm -hmm. holistic, and it's interesting to look at my journey now, because it's been some time since we've, you know, worked together and even seen each other in the flesh. But um Part of that rhetoric with the holistic lifestyle coaching was helping folks out physically, mental, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I had a I had a good handle on the physical stuff. I had a good handle on the mental stuff. Emotions didn't really understand what that was all about. I was still in my late twenties, so I still had a lot of emotions I had to work with and figure out. But the spirituality piece, I just I didn't even know what that meant. So I actually took that out of my like you know say advertising or whatever I was trying to do with clients. But it's funny because I had this desire to tap into that. Cause I said, there's something there for me. And sure enough, life throws me what I needed to kind of develop my own spiritual health. So for me, yeah, it was, um, it was just interesting as all that I was finally able to, I wanted to talk more about spirituality, but I had to experience it for myself. So of course with spirituality, it's, it's, it's not like physical health, go to the gym, lift weights, be more physically healthy, spiritual health. I don't even know how, you know, it's a long process of many ups and downs struggles. Um, you know, Climbing up two stairs, getting kicked down a few more, right? So, um, yeah, I got what I, I asked for. I think it says a lot about you, you know, that you took that out because you didn't know, right? Like, I think yeah. that's a that's a sign of it, of integrity, right? So yeah. now you see, like, you know, where the with the social media age, you have a a twenty year old life coach. What the hell do you know about life? A twenty. <laughs> oh my god. Well, it's funny because yeah, when I got into this, I was like, oh yeah, life coach. That's like, in essence, I like the sounds of it and. But then I'm like, who, what the hell? You, you haven't had any life experience to be a life coach. Now turn, you know, almost 37 here. And it's just like, well, you know what? I'm actually signing up this year for my first level of uh, coactive life coaching. And uh, yeah, I'm going to integrate that into some forest therapy. And I actually had a really interesting conversation with a lady yesterday. It's kind of a side rant. Um, within London, she's doing life coaching and forest therapy together. And, she, you know, taking folks out into the woods and just asking them the questions that, you know, they'll figure out on themselves. So again, helping people find their values in the space of nature. I was just super pumped to find out somebody else thought that was a good idea too. So, um, right. I'm not the only, uh, weirdo woo woo dude out there. So, uh, but oh, no, man, you're, it's we're more similar than different, buddy. Yeah. Without a doubt. And that's just it. Our, we, we are more similar than different. And I think sometimes we let our differences drive us apart. And I mean, in this day and age right now, it's, it's, it's not a time to, it's time to come together and recognize our similarities. Biologically speaking, you know, we're very similar. This coronavirus, 
you know, if it's doing what it's doing, it's it's going to be similar on all of us. It doesn't matter what our, you know, our beliefs are, our religious background, any of that stuff. It's we, no we are all the same. Yeah, there's no discrimination right now. Well said. Well, we're coming on the hour here. Um, but I do want to ask you a couple more questions. Sure. So um, this is kind of a great, I've never asked this question yet. So in, in designing a podcast, you've, you've also, you have also done that. In designing this podcast, I kind of came up with what I thought were like my cornerstone questions because I really wanted to cool. tap into some cool closing questions. And I've never asked this one yet. And I today with you and with the current times, I thought, you know what, let's throw this one out at Kresimir. And the question is, what do you think we as a collective need to do to tap into the wisdom that we've evolved with, right? Like by design, um, that wild soul or that wild part of us, that knowing that we have, what do you think as a collective, not just yeah. individually, we need to do to tap into that right now? How can we tap into that? Yeah, so I'm gonna rephrase the question. Please, yeah. It's, it's, I, don't, I, I, uh, I extremely dislike the concept of a collective. Okay. Um, we're all individuals. I think what needs to happen is we need to respect our individuality. I think one of the reasons we're getting into the trouble around the world that we're getting is we tend to forget that there's no such actual thing as a society. A society is a group of individual human beings, all with differing values and wants and needs. Right. Right. We need right. to remember and to stay free. Right. And to and to uh, and to respect other people's wishes. Right. Mm -hmm. Versus telling them that they're wrong or they need to be a part of this this collective. Right. So I think what would make the world a better place is if we remember, you know, the uniqueness of individuality. I think that's what we need to get back to. Because when we look at the times in history when humans were free, we prospered. When mm -hmm. we look at the times when humans were part of the collective, mm -hmm. we were in massive suppression. You know, you just kind of wrap things right back around to that whole acorn to the oak in a Carl Jung way. Like, yeah, we're individuation, right? We all have what's calling us. So to kind of try to forget that and forget your values and your beliefs and, and fall into the collective, that, that can be quite dangerous. So yeah, I, I, I really enjoy your question. And you did, you did answer the question despite re, reframing it. But yeah, focus on our own individual needs, our values. And, we, and as a society, yeah. we need to respect and understand that if you're pursuing your values without harming another human being, right. you're doing good as right. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I'd even extend that. And that's your that's your answer. I would extend that if you're hurting another in human being, another being being, or the environment, let's just say. let's. Uh, that's just me for me anyways. I wouldn't, uh, you know, sure. I, that's just it. And not saying someone who's working for a company that's throwing, you know, burning coal and stuff like that. It comes down to, so that might be what you do from the nine to five. But you can, like I said earlier, you can take that dirty money and go do good things with it. Raise your family the way that you feel like is necessary and you feel called to, right? So, yeah, yep. without a doubt. Good answer. Awesome. I'm glad I asked you that question. That was the, the first one there on that one. Um, so, yeah, one more question for you. What is your wildest dream for the earth right now? We're in this crazy time. Um, you know, I don't even want to say crazy time. Take that back. We're in this time of uncertainty. We're in this time of heightened anxiety and fear, um, but we're also coming together. I, I find quite beautifully. So I'm not going to put too many words in your mouth. But what? Yeah, what's your wildest dream for the earth? My wildest dream for the earth. Wow, that's a tough question. You know, this is one of those cornerstone questions, and I keep asking people, and they say the same thing as you every time. Man, that's tough. But whatever it is for you today, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think I already answered it. Mm -hmm. I think that we would. Be, well, we would be doing better. 
right? If we get back to um, systems and politics that respect the rights of the individual mm. and not the opposite policies that we see happening, right? I, my mm-hmm. philosophy is, is for human flourishing. I want to see humans flourish and do well right. because I love, I love my fellow brothers and sisters. Right. And I understand, right? Like much like I'm raising my children, I'm not raising my children to believe that I'm always going to be there when something happens. Mm-hmm. I'm raising them to be responsible and to know how to take care of themselves. Right. Be their own right. individual. Right. We yeah. have to get back into, into creating individuals and respecting individual thoughts and letting people pursue, you know, and have the consequences, both positive and negative consequences of pursuing their own dreams and values. Right. And learn, yeah, learning from those consequences, right? Which again, we're in, we're, a, we're in a weird time now, man. Like we're at a time when your kid gets cut from the hockey team and you go yell at the coach. Like, yeah, the parachute, parachute parenting, I believe it's what's called. That yeah. Right? And we're also at a time when we expect somebody who's successful to just give away all their success because somehow it happened randomly to them. Yeah, right. Like these weird times, man. Right. Like if, if you work hard and you risk and you're successful, you own that. That's on you. Good, right. good, good for you, man. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you don't find success, you do what everyone else does when they fail. You reorganize and you find out where you went wrong and you get a little bit better and you move forward. Right. Yeah. That's how winning is done. Exactly. Yeah, no, well said. And like you said, the success is, is individually defined. So whatever you is success to you. Yeah. Right. You, you go, you're going out there and you're, as long as you're not messing with somebody else's success or somebody else's potential for success. Yeah. Right. Doing good in my books, man. Yeah. Well said. And that's just it. Success is so individually defined. Cause for me, yeah, the success is, you know, having, having loved ones near me, um, old, new, and ones I won't even know, you know, having success is, um, you know, having, having friends and family, having, having community for me. And and yeah, it rarely has to do with money anymore. If you would have asked me this, like, you know, 15 years, 20 years ago, it would have been, yeah, I want to have this house on the hill and yada, yada, yada. Right. So again, like just to, so, okay. So great. That's your level of success now. And you hit that, right? So you're happy. You're doing what you want every single day. And now you hang around with other people who are happy and successful right? And now you're, there's three people that are happy and successful. And like, it's not a, it's not a commodity. There's not a limited amount of this. Right. Right. It's available to everybody. Well said without, right. The only thing that can change it is living under a system. Like we escaped, my parents escaped from a communist country, right? Like what you just subscribe, like described, you have to understand to them was impossible. Yeah. Wow. Like my dad goes to the store now because of all the shortages. I'm pretty sure he's triggered to what life was like when he was a kid. Without a doubt. Yeah. Right. right? Like he's like, I ran away from this. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy that this is happening. Happening right now. Yeah. Losing freedoms throughout. You know, yeah. It's uh, interesting times indeed. And uh, yeah, I do love, yeah. I mean, I love your philosophy. I do love your, your, your lens, your political socioeconomic lens that you kind of bring, bring to everything you do. Um, Cause I think it's necessary. You can't necessarily divide that stuff. Right. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Well, my man, that's the hour right there. And uh, I really appreciate you being here. I really appreciate all your work, uh, sharing your honesty, your fears, your triumphs, your, you know, failures, all that stuff and doing it, you know, for your kids so that they can be the best individual. I think that's a very noble and worthy thing in this day and age. So it's wild. Yeah, it's wild, as some would say, right? We're, uh, and that's what we're doing, rewilding our biography as individuals, right? And our biology is a 
you know, taking care of that is also a part of that. So anyways, Kresmir, tell folks how they can, you know, find you, find your podcast, how they can maybe come work with you if they're in the London, Ontario area, or they want to do some traveling. How can folks uh, find all the good things you're doing? Yeah, man. So the best way is just, I think just following me on social media, that way you can see the content. So it's at Kresmir Jug, I think on every platform. Okay. Um, the podcast is Make Your Money's Awesome available on iTunes and uh, Spotify. Okay. And the website for the chiropractic office is mylondonontariochiropractor.com. Right on. Well, again, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for uh, your time. And I thank you guys out there for listening. I think this is a very timely episode. We're going to get this one out to you guys as soon as possible. Um, because yeah, there's, there is a lot of fear right now. And I think we need to come together and do what we need to do to get clear on our values so that we can be the very best version of ourselves. Thank you guys so much for listening. And like always, stay wild. Thank you for listening to the Rewild My Bio podcast. Please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this episode. I would greatly appreciate it if you shared the show with your friends, if of course you think they would like it. You can also visit rewildmybio.com to download previous episodes and sign up for the newsletter. In the newsletter, I share blogs and bonus content from my health promotion research, along with practical tips to help you rewild in a modern world. Please follow along on Instagram and Facebook at RewildMyBio and on Twitter at Sean Slade. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, stay wild.